0: Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, I'm going to be admitting that I was wrong about something, and that is James Lindsay. I was wrong about James Lindsay, and I'm going to own up to that in this video, and we're also going to talk about the latest meme war that was waged against James Lindsay on Twitter. That is going to be making some moves and is going to shake up the fight going on between Christian Nationalists, which I'm a part of, and the G3 Mid-Eva types. And this meme or involving James Lindsay that happened over the weekend is going to change things. We're going to talk about that in a later video, perhaps, and most likely tomorrow. We're going to make peace. I'm going to offer my peace terms. But first, got to admit that I was wrong about something, and that is James Lindsay. So, uh, we're going to dive into that and why I was wrong, what I was wrong about, and then we're going to get into this meme more. But first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. But the least you can do is like this video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Um... Because that really helps with the magical algorithms. So, anyway, uh, James Lindsay, I have to admit that I was wrong about him, and this comes from an article and a video that I did in 2021, uh, September 13th, 2021. I published an article why James Lindsay is not influencing the church, and that was paired with the video James Lindsay Rages Against Christians. So, uh I'm I'm not going to show the video because you know there's a whole habit of YouTubers not liking their previous material because it doesn't meet the quality standards that they hold today but we are going to read the closing paragraphs of this article to basically summarize the ideas that I was arguing at the time now to set up the context the argument that I was making was that James Lindsay was not influencing the church and I believed and gave my brothers in Christ the benefit of the doubt and that they were using James Lindsay transactionally and that he was not influencing us. And I was using the issue of abortion to prove that he wasn't influencing us. He doesn't control us. And now I have to admit that I was wrong about that. So I'm going to read the closing paragraphs of this article. Uh, Those who were pro-lockdown in 2020, and I had the screenshots for that, should take a back seat in the cause of fighting tyranny. They've done enough damage. Leave it to those who had the courage to speak out when it was unpopular to lead the charge against jab mandates. But ultimately, this denotes James Lindsay's lack of influence in the church. The church can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can vote for Trump and not succumb to his moral failings. We can platform an atheist and drive him nuts with steadfast insistence on abortion abolition policies. James Lindsay's bandwagoning goes uh, bandwagoning against tyranny now leaves one to wonder whether he also hopped on the bandwagon against wokeness or whether his worldview recognizes That a white male has no vested interest in promoting an ideology that hates him. In either case, the detractors of James Lindsay's Christian audience are proven wrong. Well, today we're going to admit that the detractors of James Lindsay's audience are actually proven right. So, that's where i got to admit that I was wrong. It's not every day that an article that I write ages poorly. I mean, I did think... Since I'm in the habit right now of admitting when I was wrong, let the record show, I was wrong about that in September of 2021. And I was also wrong to think that Tom Askell was a good candidate for SBC president in 2022. I should not have been excited about that. I was wrong about that because I I gave too much credence to Tom Askell knowing that he was faithful and that believing that because he was a faithful brother in Christ, that he would automatically be a good candidate. I was wrong about that. Uh, So where does that leave us here? So over the weekend, a meme war was waged against James Lindsay. And it's because of James Lindsay's ties to G3 Ministries. G3 Ministries, of which Michael O'Fallon is a board member of, have platformed and promoted James Lindsay. In a live stream I did last week, we talked about the articles written by Josh Bice and Virgil Walker, as well as the article written by Peter Schreiner over at the Gospel Coalition, but the G3 articles in particular were borrowing points from James Lindsay. They were using James Lindsay talking points to ask questions about Christian nationalism. And these questions were done from a woke standpoint. Because, you know, James Lindsay is accusing, you know, Christian nationalism of being a psyop. But at the same time, James Lindsay is advocating paralysis. James Lindsay is not advocating any solutions. He wants us to be in action, you know, to do nothing in the face of wokeness. Michael O'Fallon wants us to do nothing except debate the merits of the U.S. Constitution to fight wokeness. That's not going to cut it. Now, I'm sure he would also agree, Michael O'Fallon, would agree with preaching the gospel. I agree with that. But, the U, you know, people who believe in transgenderism aren't going to be persuaded by the U.S. Constitution. They're not going to be. That, that's a pipe dream. Going back to the Civil Rights Act and the mentality surrounding that in the 1990s is not going to fight wokeness. That's James Lindsay's solution. He wants us to cultural or classical liberalism even harder because classical liberalism has never been tried before. Doesn't that sound like a Marxist argument about socialism? But we're the ones using, you know, the Christian nationalists are the ones using uh, uh, woke strategies. So, yesterday I wrote an article at EvangelicalDarkWeb.com, or .org, of course, um, about how the return of woke tactics, they're they're calling people racist again, like this is 2020. But in any case, let's talk about James Lindsay for a second. James Lindsay uh, got into a meme war with Rhett Koppel, for the most part, uh, and how... Basically, uh, it was a large back and forth and Matthew Pearson. So there's, there's a meme more going on. And the more James Lindsay talks, the more he, you know, piles on the baggage train for the Christians who platformed him. And we Christian nationalists have a pretty overt strategy going on here. And this is a strategy. The longer James Lindsay talks, the better. We are getting mid Eva to turn on him. So that's the strategy that we're employing. We've employed an entire meme war to get mid Eva to turn on James Lindsay. And I believe it is working. I believe this is how we'll eventually make peace in the body of Christ because I'm a peacemaker. Well, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm a peacemaker. So the longer James Lindsay talks, the better because he's showing his, he's revealing himself. He's piling on the baggage. He just, he called the Holy Spirit magic. So this is another tweet. This is in the Matthew Pearson thing. I don't need magic to see blatant heresies. So he just calls the Holy Spirit magic in reference to the tweet by uh, Matthew Pearson. And Matthew Pearson ratioed him. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. You ratioed someone who has a cult following. Very, you know, job well done. And obviously I just chimed back and said, you know, James Lindsay does not need, you know, magic to see heresies. He just needs a mirror. So that's my little jive back at him. But the baggage is piled on from what I've seen uh G3 has actually scrubbed some evidence of association with James Lindsay from their website. So the the, the meme more is working. We are winning the meme more. And that's the good news. That's the good news other than the gospel of course that um you know we are created that we're fallen. it's to bad news. And then Jesus died for our sins and rose again on the third day, paying the penalty and the ransom and satisfying the wrath of God on our behalf. That, that's the good news. But the other good news we're talking about in this video is that we're winning the meme war and winning the meme war will unite the body of Christ in this time of division, in this time of infighting, which shouldn't be happening, I have an upcoming book titled "Winning Not Winsome," and I talk about not trying to destroy believers over secondary issues. And I think this is, you know, this is what the medieval types have done done wrong, the G three types. They are trying to label people racist. They are attacking people using woke tactics. And, you know, that didn't work when the woke people tried it. We don't respond to being called racist. We don't take that kindly because we don't care. We're not afraid of that. If we were afraid of being called racist, we would be liberals. But we're not. And then I think on the other side... This isn't as prevalent, but I do believe that we are running the risk of uh, calling our brothers in Christ fools. And, you know, the Bible has strong words to say about that. So, I think we're running the risk of doing that. I personally don't believe I've done that in this instance. But I caution against that. But in any case, we are winning the meme war. I do believe there's a peaceful solution that can be made. And I'm going to work on that. That's going to be uh, tomorrow's video. But until then, have a blessed day. And I'll catch you on the next one.